Ascent 420 podcast number 51. We've got kind of a smorgasbord here. We've got Mandarin cookies. We got Endgame. What else did I say? Ghost Train. <laughs> Ghost Train. <laughs> and Triple X. Right. Calling this blend panic attack. A very daring blend. Well, there's a couple that'll take you up, and there's a couple that'll bring you down, so we might not even get high. It might just cancel everything out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're not getting high. This is hemp. (laughs) (laughs) Pure CBD. (laughs) Pure CBD. It's just... (laughs) All right. So, I'll start this pure CBD joint off. Do you call... uh, a hemp joint? Is it still a joint, or is it a hemp cigarette? Mm. It's a good hemp question. Sick, um, yeah, it like might be gaslighting sick. calling it a joint. If I rolled in like a joint, I'd still call it a joint. Huh. Even if it's all hemp. Even oh, if, I think we're in the muffin we're, conversation again. <laughs> oh well, so if when it's I rolled when like I a used joint. to, and I don't anymore <laughs> smoke cigarettes, and I used to roll my own, people would be like, "That's a joint. I don't care what you're saying. You're rolling it. It's a joint." No, it's even not. though I didn't have a cone shape, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I was going to say, smoking some big-ass cigarettes like that. <laughs> we need your feedback. <laughs> Let us know is in it, the comments below. Is it a joint or is it a hemp Fuck. cigarette? It might need a whole new name. Right, yeah. Um, a hempy. A hempy? <laughs> <laughs> you got a hempy? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, can I bum a hempy? Can I bum a hempy from <laughs> <laughs> And so you really, there's like no THC or very little? It's very else? little. It's like uh, less than 3% is usually what constitutes... Uh, well, I mean, hemp. I, I don't yeah. think I don't think hemp can get above three three percent on average. Yeah. Okay, no. and it's really not a different plant, right? It's just the uh, THC amount. Is that how you tell the difference? Do you mm-hmm. know? Like, is I it a different it plant a different than cannabis? Plant. Is hemp different than cannabis? I, if I remember correctly, I think it's it just is. the male plant, isn't it? Isn't that all they're doing is growing the male plant? No, out? because like I've grown hemp with no seeds in it oh, yeah. you know and it's just like big beautiful buds like you can't tell Cousins. the difference if you look at it mm-hmm. but when you but when you smoke it's, when you smoke it i mean mm-hmm. but hemp still has thc it's just got a low a low level so, so that's the only difference is that it's like bread to not get you high you think don't even know interesting mm-hmm. okay. i don't know i, I mean, stumped there's, the weed guy and there's so many like <laughs> versions i used of to hemp. know this though i used to know this and now i'm questioning myself i because think they're cousins I the, believe the hemp that you're going to uh-huh. use for oils is different than the hemp that you're going to use for textiles yeah. so you're saying it's just a oh okay yeah, yeah. i think it's like they're cannabis, different variants cannabis right? indica yeah. cannabis sativa cannabis hemp i think that's like Oh really? I okay, it's even it it's the genus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I can look right. this up. All right. I had I had yeah. one guy one time, this dude Brad. How do we get this I uh, used to play music with, and he was a like he was a uh, incredible grower. Like at that mm. time, you know, ten years ago, whatever it was, before the explosion happened, it was hard to find weed as good as he was growing it. Uh, you know, unless he really knew another home grower, somebody like Eric, but. Uh, this dude tried to claim to me that everything in the dispensaries was actually hemp. He's hmm. like, those are all hemp. He's like, cannabis isn't. I have the only two remaining actual <laughs> cannabis strains. That's funny. Yeah. And then they're like all gone now, so all, it's all hemp now. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. You know the word canvas comes from cannabis? Yeah. 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 Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so that's what they made canvases out of back uh-huh. in the day was, yeah. was hemp. So yeah. cannabis... <clears throat> is a term that refers to plant family, to a plant family that covers many species. 
hemp? Including marijuana, hemp, mm. marijuana and hemp. Hemp plants belong to the cannabis family and they are grown to their tall, sturdy stalks and unique cannabinoid profile with low THC levels. Marijuana, this variety of cannabis, is what makes people feel high. Marijuana is grown for. Isn't marijuana life. though like? Isn't that you like can't a, say that word? It's like a derogatory. Like, it was, it was culturally to, appropriate. It was to to dis- dismantle the Mexicans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am being yeah. politically incorrect right now. No, I think that already. Are you saying that because incorrect. we're Mexicans here? You're trying to fucking belittle us. <laughs> I was make just. Us I feel, feel less. Considering we're smoking mm-hmm. hemp, I mean. <laughs> I feel like who was the slow what's that the first? slow Mexican cartoon guy know. slow poke Rodriguez <laughs> I just clicked on the first thing that said he cannabis smoked marijuana <laughs> slow poke that's he was what we're always doing now. High. We're just, we're his eyes always I don't remember yeah, this like you were telling me I really think he his eyes were always wow. cash too man huh. slow poke Rodriguez just everything what was is a cheap. cannabis right. related <laughs> or a cannabis um like Ed Rosenthal Reliable or somebody like that. Source who? Ed Rosenthal would probably be the best information for that particular question. We could hit Colin up, but it would be a probably <laughs> a long answer. <laughs> well, ten thousand years ago. <laughs> Maybe we can invite him and have him talk. Yeah, I talked to, to him about, about that. He's down. That'd be dope. All right, well. I got a question for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should also get Ben on sometime. <laughs> And more just to see how much one human can smoke in an hour and a half. Mm. <laughs> he'll keep going. Dude, he just keeps going. That'd be a like, Patreon episode. A he, would do, he would do like <laughs> yeah. seven of those in a row. Every time he of takes those a cones. hit. Was that the dude that was sitting in the corner? Yeah. yeah. There was literally, yeah. I was out of there for an hour. I think they were only here for an hour and a half. And there was seven of those sitting in the fucking ashtray. Those big old cones. I'm pretty sure I sat next to him for about 20 minutes and watched him smoke like two and a half joints. And I was talking shit to him, and his girl was like, oh, I can smoke just as much as him. And, I mean, the the two of them, if they had to, like, go to a dispensary and shop, I mean, they would be spending literally 100 bucks a day easy on what they smoke. A day, yeah. I it's like say. Snoop Dogg. I've only hung out with him a couple times. Yeah, he's like the the white version of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Does he have a joint roller on his uh, on his payroll? <laughs> Does Snoop? Does Snoop have somebody who just yeah. hands him a, a roll? Yeah, yeah. Blunts, blunts all day. Yeah. Man, I'm not into blunts. That tobacco does not do well for me. That tobacco paper. Yeah. The leaf, yeah. It's harsh. Depends on the one, but yeah, I can't be. What's your choice? I don't know if I could say that I had one. You know, I mean, it depends on the one. Well, maybe we experience different ones, but then have a preference. Mm. I I don't like the swishers that they would do back in the day. I don't like that. No swishers. The swisher sweets? Yeah, so maybe you had that because it was back in the day. the worst ones, yeah. Because that's what they would do back in the day is split it. Cut that open. Uh And they were like, the cheap, nasty, old leaf, you know? Uh-huh. And it even had, like, I guess they would take the paper out, but it had paper in there. In the swisher? Yeah. There was, like, a paper what? insert inside yeah. the leaf. It was fucking yeah. Yeah. So, not that one. I never really... The new ones are better. ...smoked. I think the only things that I like to smoke, like, cigarette-wise, um, tobacco-wise, it wasn't tobacco, but was cloves. Like, I didn't like to smoke them. I liked to be around the smell of them. I used to like, smoke cloves. Yeah. 
That's a fucking commitment to smoke clouds. No? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't think so. I, don't I used I to mean, enjoy the flavor. Like it was yeah, just, yeah, right. it was, and it was a smooth smoke. It wasn't like a, mm-hmm. it wasn't like tobacco. There were some that had blends of both of clove and tobacco. I knew people mm-hmm. that smoked mm-hmm. those, but I, the the clove ones were like it had a calming, relaxing effect. But it's but kind it of like a fucking wine cooler, though. You couldn't tell anybody. Yeah, that's like, true. If you smoke <laughs> yeah, cloves. that's true. Right? This is very true. Yeah, you're not gonna be like, yeah, I drink wine coolers. Weed <laughs> smokers will give you shit, and cigarette smokers right. will give you the most shit. Smoke right. a cigarette like an adult. All uh, right, they're like you're betraying them. Do they still have wine coolers? Is that a thing? I don't know. That I don't know. Do you guys remember those things? Do you guys remember that fucking Zima shit? White clothes were the first thing I ever got well, drunk I, off of. I hadn't thought about that forever. Yeah. yeah I think like White Claws now have right. taken over That's the. They're, they're the new wine cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. White Claws going to be pissed at us. I've never had one. I just know it's kind of like a. Isn't it a hard seltzer? Isn't that the. Yeah. It's yeah. just alcohol and sparkling water. Right. That's all it is. And wasn't there like hard lemonades for a while? Wasn't that big? Nice like, hard. yeah. Those the things. Twisted Teas went off and it with, mm-hmm. uh, became super popular at the beginning of the pandemic because a dude got knocked out with one of them. Oh, there's, yeah? a, there's a video in a uh, gas station where this guy's talking mad shit to this guy that's in line, and you see him with the Twisted Tea can in his hand, turns around, smacks the guy unconscious with it, <laughs> and their stock said, <laughs> Everybody's uh, drinking Twisted Teeth the next week. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, we are not sponsored by any of these companies. <laughs> yeah. Have to look that up. Twisted Tea video. Yeah. Knockout. One of yeah, my favorite it's clips. pretty good. And the Twisted Tea just kind of explodes yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys like that, though, I mean, they really deserve that. That was a great, yeah. like, at least from the video that you see. You know, I don't know if there was anything that happened before that. <laughs> I think you're shouting racist things at him in the clip, if I remember correctly. Mm, it's best when they deserve it, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, have, you, have you seen any of those, like, um, trash talk MMA videos where you'll have, like, some dude that's just fucking talking shit and then mm. gets laid out oh, quick right, uh, by the quiet guy who wasn't saying anything? Right. <clears throat> that's always kind of... Yeah, same you kind seen of the thing. Joe Schilling clip? The one that, do you know who Joe Schilling is? Mm-hmm. The kick, so. kickboxer? He's like world-class kickboxer. Uh, yeah, there's a video of him in a bar, and there's this I mean, I don't think guy. I know what he looks like. Like just, off. Uh, I think he's just like a white, bald dude. I think he's bald. Yeah, all tatted up. But he, uh, yeah, yeah, some guy was talking shit to him in a bar, and somebody got it on their phone, and you just see this drunk guy. Like, he, he's talking shit to somebody else, actually, and Joe Schilling just happens to be walking this direction. The guy gets in his way, and he goes to step around him, and the guy just turns at Joe Schilling, and he goes like this. And before he can even finish the extension, the hand's in his face, and he's fucking laid out on the floor. And you just see Joe Schilling keep walking around the other direction <laughs> like a badass. It's so sick. Yeah, I've seen that so, one with, uh, who's the, the, the smaller jiu-jitsu guy? He takes a guy down in a bar. He's really smart. It was on Lex Friedman. I really get it. Oh, Ryan Hall? Ryan Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did that to some dude in a bar Mm -hmm. and just, like, took him to the ground. Might have hit him a couple times, and then uh, dude just couldn't get up. Yeah, Matt Sarah did the same thing. Got on top of somebody and just, like, rode him out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So do these people lack compassion, or do they have compassion? Compassion. <clears throat> wow, nice. the topic nice. of the day. <laughs> Nicely <laughs> done, Anna. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's the whole point of talking about compassion is that question 
right <clears throat> there, right? Because then it becomes, does it become a perception of compassion? <coughs> so compassion is defined as the sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Literal meaning is to suffer together. And then this says among emotion researchers, what a job that would be to be an emotion researcher. Mm. You'd be like fucking just covered in like Have emotions day after day. Mm. Like, oh mm. man, that chick was fucking crazy. Right? right, but you might devise some like cool experiments or something <laughs> to like, can you make people angry? Can you, oh, yeah. I don't know, like do people oh, are yeah. sad in this thing or I don't know. Is that what? That'd be kind of interesting if you're good. like trying to research something and you're like, okay, I want to see how people act when they're pissed off. So your mm. whole like, day is going around like intentionally pissing people off. And, I mean, are there like social experiments that people do and record them and put them on YouTube where they go around doing, oh, doing like, random things? And things? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Or just asking weird, it's strange questions. It's the same questions. thing, right? That's research. Yeah, I guess on if a you're... different level. Right. If you're making note of it, mm-hmm. making fun of it, maybe trying to improve your game. Um... So, among emotion researchers, it is defined as the feeling that arises when you are confronted with another's suffering and feel motivated to relieve that suffering. Compassion is not the same as empathy or altruism, though the concepts are related. And then, to go further, compassion is showing concern through kind thoughts, words, and actions. Compassion is helping and giving. Compassion is listening and being patient. And compassion is a response to suffering. So Mm -hmm. my question, because this has been so like just, I think, such a key central idea in where we're at in this moment in time right now is compassion. And I probably have been told that I lack compassion at least a dozen times since COVID started, right? Mm. And that's probably on a real conservative level. Mm -hmm. I think, personally, I'm pretty compassionate, but I wonder if my compassion, my view of compassion, then is far different from what most people think is compassion. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel compassion is very much a perception because what I see as people being compassionate, right, in their minds, oftentimes I'm looking at that and I'm like, that has absolutely zero to do with compassion and 100% to do with kind of stroking your own, like, projection of Compassion, You know what I'm saying? So that mm-hmm. others look mm-hmm. at you and mm-hmm. are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are one compassionate motherfucker. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Virtue signaling. Yeah. That's one aspect. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of torn on this because it sounds like such an important... Um, Virtue. You know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I, my first thought with it that uh, I don't think is part of the definition, but I feel like goes hand in hand with it is I feel like honesty is uh, 
for me, at least with my perception of it, is always something that I think of when I think of somebody who is compassionate is that they're honest. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I mean is like, and I think this is kind of what you're entailing with the question is, you know, uh, sometimes being brutally honest with somebody is the best way to be compassionate because sometimes somebody's, everybody's telling this one person, oh, you're fine, like, you're, you're, um, you're so brave or whatever. We'll, do, we'll, we'll take somebody that's morbidly obese, for instance, mm-hmm. and you just, mm-hmm. you know, so many people will, because of the atmosphere of our, our culture right now, our society, uh, so many people will just say it's okay to be fat. It's okay. You look beautiful. They'll they'll just say that shit. You look beautiful. They almost champion you, right? Yeah. You walk outside and they're like, "You're so brave." You're so brave. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Look at you. So. Look at you. Living. You're living your truth. You're living yeah. your truth. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's a rough. Yeah. Word. Yeah. And living your truth. And it's like. Uh, well, you're. You if truth. you think about it, that almost sounds like very condescending. It does. That that's where I was going with it. it was like, yeah, it always it always mm-hmm. feels condescending to me. And it feels not honest. And yeah. it's very dishonest. You know yeah. when people are like, oh, don't patronize me. It's kind of along the same. Like when mm-hmm. they use it mm-hmm. in that context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow we've made this very what what I think 10 years ago would would have seemed condescending all of a sudden now it's like a compliment to like tell people these things and um hmm. yeah yeah well that's what you would get from so I think a big part of it's the devouring mother aspect so it's like it's a two-edged sword you know so you, it is good to be compassionate and like help other people but then if you if you do it too much, there's something about doing it too much which is, which is compli- complicated. Um, you then overprotect them and make them weak. And if you do that to society as a whole, then people want that to happen. They they don't. They're like, oh wait, why can't I just be me? Why are you guys oppressing me with uh, telling me that I need to be in shape or whatever? Um, it's a it's an aspect of like of weakness. What we've talked about a lot. Um, that happens like yeah safetyism bubble wrapping everything mm-hmm. uh, can't say anything offending all that stuff's like uh, you know over protection yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. like how how do it's also how do you help people like sometimes you don't need to help them the way that you think you need to help them right yeah and, and, and how do you know what you're gonna do is gonna, right. not gonna hurt someone too um, uh, yeah 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 and, but that's interesting because it's an aspect of that, too, because it is, again, it's a motherly thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's interesting that that's how you put that, was that what you do for others or whatever. And it is, like, maybe in its best aspect, it's, like, that's the archetype. It's, like, a, a good mother, you know, um, or, like, a matriarch or something like that. Someone that, like, takes then, care then of people. We, right, and we got to define then what that means, taking mm-hmm. care of somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So So check this out. So in this, I was told recently... Um, and this is probably, again, maybe the fifth time I've heard this in the past two weeks from different people. But um, I was told the world needs to be kinder and gentler. And so hmm. I hear this from people that I really um, like appreciate. I also hear this from people that... You know, I don't have the same level of appreciation for. And so I've been thinking about that a lot, kinder and gentler, right? And to me, when you look at that, it calls for me extracting from you. 
because I got a request that you're kinder and gentler. I mean, would you say that that's kind of the way that if we want the world to be kinder and gentler, mm. so if my world of Eric's fucking, you know, place needs it to be kinder and gentler, typically what people look at is then I need you to be kinder and gentler, mm. right? Mm. Mm. So what if you're just a fucking asshole? You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of assholes in the world, right? I mean, let's just face it. Mm-hmm. There's a shitload of assholes, and we can't think otherwise. And maybe, you know, maybe we're all assholes to someone else. Um, but how do you extract kinder and gentler while still fulfilling the balance of the world needing a set amount of assholes in it? You know what I'm saying? And so mean, you're take, saying that you're trying to people want there to be no assholes. Well, so they're like, what I'm trying, saying is, that there needs to if be a I need amount. you to be kinder and gentler, <laughs> uh-huh. I got to extract that from you. You know what I'm saying? Somehow you got to give that. Mm-hmm. If the world needs to be kinder and gentler, mm-hmm. and it's got to be to whatever mm-hmm. someone's perception is. So what do we say is kinder and gentler? What needs to be kinder and gentler nowadays? Tell me one thing. Give me an example. Well, you know, just because of the way my mind works, I'm immediately, I don't want to, you want no, to go? No, no, no you, I, well, I mean, uh, yeah, go for it. Go I, for I was it. just going to say, like, I immediately think the good side of it, like a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like are just two sides of a coin. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's like, it can be poisonous and it can be like a medicine. Mm-hmm. So I think of like the Dalai Lama and he's supposedly some avatar of like loving kindness. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would be the good side of it is that maybe not even just him, but the symbol itself of like, what does that mean? Like, why is that such a high respected virtue that like a God keeps coming back to earth or whatever? Cause mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that one too. Well, look at it, the Dalai Lama so, though in, in that regards, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. The price for his kindness though, is he doesn't have a country. You know what I'm saying? Well, so there's the other China, side of it. Okay. China well, that's the other side. It. You so could then say you, that. Then you give yourself such a like weakness potentially yeah right that if there's assholes they're going to exploit it you won't have any recourse besides the mental satisfaction of you being able to elevate yourself above it mm-hmm. which would be a far and few well, that would be yeah, capable a, of I, dealing I'm saying, with I'm that. I'm seeing what you're saying. I don't know if those are two values that are completely at, at odds. Like just because you're kind, that necessarily means that you're like a pushover. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be maybe the nuance of it. But if like, you look at what, mm-hmm. what me extracting that from you would be is making it so that it makes my life easier, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's what kindness in gentle... Right, I mean, and so at that, least and in so my vision, and I think of that's kinder true. and gentle I think, would make yeah. it so that it's all softer. So, so I think that people are saying that, mm-hmm. you know, but it's because again of misinterpreting things. Because mm-hmm. there is like the gentle art, you know. I mean, even jujitsu is like, you know, it somehow implies that aspect, right? Whatever that means. So people are defining things weird. Mm-hmm. So you have. If someone, you know, this is something I've been thinking about lately, mm-hmm. just the desire to want to change the world itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I read this crazy article this morning. I won't get into any detail. It was fucking nuts. But it's like, it's about how 
all the neoliberal woke left i don't know what you want to call this thing that's all about compassion and stuff is that root like gnosticism and so gnosticism thought that the world was like that the god of the bible was like this devil essentially like satan and he tricked everybody or he tricked the other gods and he made this prison for humans and it explains why we suffer on earth so it's like related to all this stuff because mm-hmm. it's like you know uh like why would god make a suffering world that seems cruel so it explains that stuff it's this fake world and the only way out of this world is through this like specialized knowledge or whatever and um uh yeah so that's like the real truth or whatever and so in the same way like liberal thought is like you know it's almost like i was born in the wrong body right you know i was born in the body it's almost like a a resentment to being like on earth right Mm -hmm. it's like it's so hard there's so much suffering here so why can't we just change everything why can't we just do what we want why can't we yeah i mean that whole thing of of having no rules and there was even this aspect of it where there was like some quotes but by some feminists in the 60s that were like saying they wanted to abolish um nature one of them said like calcitrant nature like the that the nat- nature had like solidified into this confining thing mm-hmm. and the they want to like, break things, out of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like why gender? Why, mm-hmm. you know, why gender roles? Why they biology? They the fucking yeah. schools right. with that mm-hmm. ideology. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's just interesting, the relationship between, um, yeah, the, the wanting to be able to change the world. So, so then if you're grown up in a culture that has an unhealthy relationship to to being weak or, or strong or or masculine or feminine or compassion or mm-hmm. uh, whatever its opposite is um, would they want to just change why not change everything so you would want the world to be nice so I don't have to take responsibility or be strong myself mm-hmm. you know what I mean so they would then misinterpret gentle you need to you know like you're saying like people use it because they do use it that way mm-hmm. you need to be nice you need to you know for me for us you have to care about us you know that's the there's the, the compassion right, right? and that's the weaponized it compassion. goes yeah it mm-hmm. goes lockstep right mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because I think that there's, you know, I definitely think there's solutions to that. The um, kinder and gentler, you know, mentality. Mm. But, you know, it's hard to say because I think what each of our perception of kinder and gentler would be, would be different. And then, so what do we do? Like if all of us had to write down on paper secret so the other person couldn't see it, what you're meaning of kinder and gentler and then we had to read it i bet each one would have a different thing we might have some similarities but what do you think is kinder and gentler and then where do you go from there it's like well fuck then is it compassionate to have a fucking have you seen that leah thomas i mean that's a big fucking who is chick she's that swimmer the yeah that used to be a dude and now's a chick swimmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you seen the shoulders? I don't think I have. Yeah, <laughs> look at a picture. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a broad go. woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I actually heard that they got beat by another. Um, some people think on the team that they were conspiring to make it mm, look mm. so that they could say it's, it's fair. Or it's whatever. fair. I don't know. That's a story that I read. Is it? 
right. verified or not. Yeah. Maybe, but right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but several people at that event said that you could tell that Leah Thomas, I think that's her name, right? I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Was swimming at a Are different intensity up? level mm-hmm. than um, before. Okay. Again, I'm not a swimmer, so I don't know. I'm just that's why of, that's why they got beat. Yeah, that's right. why she uh, lost. Right. You know, so um, fishy. Right. Uh-huh. But is that compassion? I so, mean, so you're saying like, is, is it is in it, a way like ruining women's sports? But at yeah. the same time, that's compassionate. It's kinder and gentler, you're being, right? Uh, because inclusive. You're being inclusive. And look right. how that kinder and gentler branches off. Because it is being kinder and gentler to a trans, you know, swimmer who's literally beating the fuck out of every yeah, biological female, right? right? And mm-hmm. crushing them. But then it's not kinder and gentler to those biological females that are getting fucking smashed. Right, right, right. So whose interpretation becomes this mm-hmm. kinder and gentler? You I don't know? think it's only... I don't think compassion. <laughs> I don't think it's only like... Uh, um, right. Yeah, a broad-shouldered chick. Uh, Agreed. Um, I mean, it yeah. clearly looks like a dude in a swimmer's cap. But if you believe that you can be born in the wrong body, then... Didn't somebody say they have, like... Didn't you say yesterday that there's, like, cat boxes at schools? It wasn't oh, that was me. me. That was, yeah. Yeah. That was me. <clears throat> Damn, I should have got that clip for today. <laughs> Shit. I'll, I'll find it. In a I'll, I'll find it by next week because yeah. there's kids that want to identify as a cat. There's yeah. kids that, yeah. No, that that was a real story. <laughs> of a, parent, a parents addressing. There's a video of this lady addressing the school board uh-huh. in in uh, Minnesota, I think, or Michigan. See this way. I wish I would have. I, I forgot to write that one down, but uh, um, that uh, she said there was at least one in their county, and rumored to be two or three that was confirmed to have a litter box in. The so what does this unisex bathroom cat for do the bathroom. Uses yeah. the litter. So like so so apparently the the way they found out was that kids uh, complained that there were kids right. shitting in the litter oh, box. Oh wow! Yeah. How old are are what I think is it was the a middle school if I remember school? correctly. Yeah. So you're. Yeah, you're middle this, or high this, this is one of those things that you like. Things. You can't tell if it's like a prank or right. is this like parody? Is this oh, no, an article? Because it could well be no, out no, of an onion no, article. No, or no, like they, a they, raving, so like, it's a lady addressing is, a school board and she is like, that's what's crazy she's about today. Angry. Though, right? yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is a type of compassion that yeah. isn't very productive or could be. Well, that's where, man, that's where it's hard because then we look at compassion being this pinnacle like kind of virtuous trait to have and should we elevate it to that status because again what i consider compassionate a lot of motherfucking people do not think it's compassionate but this is one thing that nobody's ever going to walk out of here saying is that i deceived them into thinking that they had skills to fight somebody without having at least a base level of understanding where they're at, right? It would be compassionate to just promote people because you help with their feelings. You know what I'm saying? You help stroke their egos. Right. But that's what some people would say. That's why everybody wins and gets a trophy because that's compassionate. It makes the person who can't 
achieve that level or who hasn't figured out how to achieve that level or doesn't have the support to achieve that level, it makes them achieve that level. But then other people look at it like, no, that's not compassion. I'm really doing you a disservice by letting you think that you have these skills or this ability that you don't. And right. other people think that that's just being some mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. you know, well, like so I, I think, aggressive male. Right. I think what you said first is right. Like when you put it as the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like it's one of a variety of values mm-hmm. or virtues. And they're always in competition, you know, like you're either doing some, you know, compassionate thing, um, but you're also being, you know, hard on somebody at mm-hmm. the same time or you have to like balance that out so so that's the thing is it's it is a very high virtue mm-hmm. but it can't be the highest one because if so so here's an interesting thing that um this dude jonathan pajot says he's like if if you inclusion can actually like destroy everything right so and compassion would lead people to be inclusive so it would allow inclusivity to destroy everything so the i don't know if it really would but the idea is that like if you have any group and you know he uses the example of like a knitting you're like a knitting group (laughs) and it actually kind of makes sense and then one day one of the ladies wants to bring a friend that plays music and so they bring a guitar and they're like oh this is nice now we're knitting and playing music or whatever And, and the knitting is what brings them together that's what unifies them and then the one of the ladies is like, well, maybe I'll play music too, you know. And then so she starts bringing a violin or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's not a knitting group anymore, and it like dissolves. And then some do the music thing, and then you know. And so at any time, you know, if if you put like inclusion above winning a swim match, you lose the swim match, right? Mm-hmm. Or. or or you destroy women's sports and you win the swim match, <laughs> right? Crush it! You make uh, a new, it's a new sport. Yeah. So you destroy. Women. So there's yeah. another great example. So in theory, if if men, you know, uh, are physically just more capable than women, which it seems like, then if you allow them to biological men to enter sports, you could destroy women's sports. So it's the same thing. Like inclusion destroys stuff. So and then it's also just like the way we like categorize things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how we like know the world. So in the end, it's this like force that like destroys all categories. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, you know, because you have to like differentiate between things to tell what's better than something else. You can't include everything. You know what I mean, and so I don't know, it's hard to get to that end, how it like destroys the world or whatever. But it's like a destructive force, you could say. And it's through compassion that like we like let it come in. You know what I mean? So but wouldn't you say it's creating also a new category in place? Of the ones it destroyed. So it would be just like no gender sports. <laughs> like if it destroyed yeah. female I mean, sports, it's a it would just become. But then, itself. then men would just win everything, right? That would be the like if it was just we all and just then it compete. would be a new category all over again because then it would because then women would be like let's go over here. Yeah. And yeah. Play our <laughs> category, right? yeah. I, I got two thoughts here. I got two thoughts. Uh, the one that keeps going through my head first though is um, the visual of learning to ride a bike right this is something we've all experienced i'm sure and uh you never learn how to ride a two-wheeled bike until 
somebody takes the training wheels off. And then still, usually the parent, you know, will walk behind you, hold the sleeve for a little bit until they feel comfortable letting you go. But if the parent never lets you go, you never learn to ride the bike. So at what point does the compassion, like, yeah. what, can you say that it's compassionate to take the, the training wheels off? Because in essence, that kid has to fall at some point to learn yeah. how to not fall. And if you never allow that to happen, then they go through life with this false belief of uh, their own ability levels, so to speak. And, um, or they never get the satisfaction of learning to ride the two wheel bike. And they don't learn how to be capable, how to learn. They don't learn how to learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't learn how to fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They cover. They don't learn how to say, Hey, let go of my bike so I can ride it on my own. (laughs) Never, never learn how to, (laughs) never learn how to balance (laughs) on your own. So you're always leaning on something which requires dependency. dependency. And, uh, that's the devouring mother. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. So, so I think people, though, confuse then or f- from a what they think they're doing, like if they think they're doing compassion or practicing compassion, they are actually practicing codependency. Mm-hmm. And they just think. Once it goes over a it, level, so there's some like, line, though. There's some line because you have to take care of a baby. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's some line where they grow up and you got to like slowly the mom has to like let them fucking ride the bike on their own. Right. There, yeah. Another cool principle is that anti-fragility one. Um, I did, did you have more to say? I didn't want to, yeah, no, I was just continuing to think. It, yeah. What you just said just reminded me. It kind of brings us back to what you were saying earlier about there needs to be more assholes. Like Because then you wouldn't know when to let go of that bike if there isn't you know, the risk of falling and getting hurt or whatever. Yeah, does it make the parent an asshole because they let the kid fall? Or is that being compassionate? Because to me, that's that is a form of compassion. It's allowing the kid to. But see, the way and and we could even argue compassionate to be an asshole. Yeah, yeah, legitimately. So, so, but but here's here's the flip side. Because then it's like we get to a certain age that it's not compassionate to let that person fall. Like somebody that's in their 80s and they've got frail hips and they've got instability. Now all of a sudden, right yeah. Oh, sorry, you just yeah. tough love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Learn how to get back up. Like right. that's the asshole. Oh well, no, I think then comes in the respect, right, for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, circumstance. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I heard like people are trained when they work in like an old folks home that you uh, should only do things for people that they can't do on their own. Right, so if they can go to the bathroom on their own, you put they should, because mm-hmm. yeah. then you like lose that ability as soon as you do it for them. Yeah, as like soon as that. you become right. reliant, and yeah, everything yeah. is easier, and everything mm-hmm. then gets yep. kinder and gets gentler. Because if if that's a true place, that means so. Let's say my kindness and gent, you know, gentle perception is a little bit harder, and then. Anna's is just a little bit softer than mine, but still harder than Jordan's. But for this to work, we still got to go to hers. But then, as Jordan recognizes that Anna's being a fucking bitch to him, he wants her to be kinder and gentler. So the bar's got to drop again, right? And then you're the fucking soft one of the group, and we got to drop it even again. You know what I'm saying? And so that kinder, gentler keeps, that bar keeps moving to what that means. 
And then in the whole process, and this is where I think when people say we need more love in the world, it's like, but more love is going to equate to more war right off the bat. Because if I love you more than I love Jordan and Jordan starts fucking with you, well, all of a sudden that intensity for my love for somebody might get me to start to be a little bit more aggressive towards Jordan. Um, And so what happens is I think that we start to then create this fucking animal that's really hard to kind of rein in because the reality is, is if we get kinder and gentler, right, showing more compassion, well, somebody's got to police that and monitor it because Again, if my version of compassion is different than all the way See, down to right. yours, yeah. mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. what if I treat you like I would treat somebody else like me? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, man, that's not compassionate. Well, then the compassion police, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you know, are going to have to fucking come after you. And that's what's happening with mm-hmm. all this woke bullshit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> um, like, again, I would, I would argue like... It's, you know, because you can get into it's like different definitions. One person thinks it's compassionate to say be, you know, to do the opposite thing that you think it is to be compassionate. So you could say it's a opposing like definitions of what it is. I I would still think it makes more sense to me to think about it as we have all these different virtues that we have to like balance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a time for strength and there's a time for compassion and there's a time for, you know... You know, I don't know, speaking well. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a time to discipline your kid. Mm-hmm. There's a time to support your kid, you know. Um, and so it's more about just like having all the virtues, mm-hmm. right? It's not putting compassion at the top. I was literally right. thinking mm-hmm. about it. I almost brought this exact point up and I was thinking about it like on a like on a video game, really, where, um, you know, some games back in the day when you would create a character, you only had so many attribute points you could put in any column. Right. And it's you have like, to balance it. Yeah. That's, you that's, would have yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and great, you had yeah, to distribute yeah. it amongst totally. all you of You could have some agility. Yeah. You can have some strength. Yeah. You can't have it. If you want yeah. all strength, you don't have any agility. There's no agility. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it was like you yeah. always wanted the most balanced character, but it's like which yeah. values in here do I put above others? Right. And, there's always a cost. And it's like you're saying there's a time and a place for each one of them. Exactly. And that's how it even applies in those video games. Right. It's like there's a point to be. Yeah, agile there's a point right. to be strong totally. and and it's cool that we talk about this stuff because I, I talked I, you know I you know I mentioned before that that ladder of loves idea which is like the hierarchy of values and that we can choose how we make it so we're talking about it because you have to be like you know you know I, I I mean this applies to me a lot with my son I think mm-hmm. you know this kind of stuff because I'm always constantly like being too nice eh, being a little too hard on him yeah, I mean, being too, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always, like, missing the mark all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but... Are you really, or is this just you because well, yeah, you yeah, do yeah, this yeah. a lot so anyway? Critical. Right. Maybe a little both. But, uh, <laughs> but when we talk about it, you know, because it's good that, like, you know, I feel from you, like, you're, you're reactive to the fact that culture is so overly um, uh, nice, Right. To the point where it's like a nice guy who's getting fucking abused and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like that's not being a good person to be nice. It's a similar thing. Right. It's like and so I feel from you that pushback. But then it like, you know, we have to because love is still a value. 
mm-hmm. you know, a, a high one. And so mm-hmm. is compassion. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, so what's cool is that when we talk about it, because then I can like reform my thing sometimes and put this other value higher than I had it before. Like uh, maybe like anger, for instance. I used to think that anger was only bad. I had that thought. Yeah. And I hated it. And when it arose in me, I, I really disliked it, you know, because it makes me, you know, say things that I don't mean and like uh, get get like all, you know, above my toes or whatever. But you know isn't what I mean? that like mm-hmm. and this is going to fucking sound weird to a lot of people, but they know the fucking answer in themselves. But isn't that fun sometimes? It probably is. Yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I mean, when you can just like mm-hmm. oh, let it fucking mm-hmm. out. Right. That's where that whole idea of constructive well, violence so, so comes I, in. I think I wasn't, I wasn't channeling it well. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, Correct. like maybe I was like even denying the fact that I have it because I think it's like a bad thing. So I avoid that's it. That's what virtue mm-hmm. signaling and all of that bullshit is about, right? Mm-hmm. It's about positioning yourself. You know, we've talked about this for a long time, but at, we got to understand we're fucking primal, right? And if we can understand that and accept that that's part of the game, then... My opinion, do you need to be such a fucking pussy? (laughs) You know, I mean, seriously. So my deal is I've been thinking about this for a long time. The world needs to be kinder and gentler. Right. But that means, again, I've got to extract that from you. I got to take that from you. You got to give it. You got to put it out there. But what if I made myself stronger? And when I make myself stronger, my tolerance for kindness and gentle has a much greater range right and so if we're training hard okay and you fucking crack me i like using this example because it covers a range of things okay well fuck that's not necessarily you being super kind and gentle if you hit me hard and i might even get pissed for a moment about it but that just elevates us to a point where, okay, there's, you know what I'm you saying? There, more, there's compassion with right. that, mm. yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because when you, you balance it too. Yeah. Right. I feel very compassionate when I'm going fucking, when, we, when we're at a place where I can go hard with you guys, whether you fucking maybe elbow me in the face as hard as you can intentionally. And then I get to fucking grind you out or <laughs> we just naturally instance. elevated <laughs> and fucking go. Right? right. But there's a lot of compassion in that. Did I leave a mark? <laughs> <laughs> it's like every day I get uglier and uglier, man. I used to be a good looking guy and now I'm just like, but wouldn't it, isn't it attractive troll. too? Like that dude with the, with the badass scar in his face. I just watched that. Older, I don't know. Do you like see like the tongue missing from my eyebrow? I don't think it's very good looking. There's right, a little right. lump right there. There's a piece missing. So, so how about throwing, can I throw in the anti-fragility thing? Yeah. Cause this also applies directly to like what I take from your kind of view of this is, uh, so anti-fragility is like, um, like the immune systems, the really good example of it. It's, it's anything, I think the guy defined it as, I think it's Nassim Taleb's idea, and he defined it, defines it as um, it gains strength from chaos. Mm-hmm. So um, how, things that would otherwise like destroy things make it stronger. So the immune system, you get a little bit of a virus and you, you get immunity towards it. So it makes you stronger. So a little bit of harm 
you could say makes you stronger or uh like the peanut allergy thing remember like people stopped eating peanuts and then all of a sudden all these kids and then they did tests where they had the moms eat peanuts and then moms that didn't eat peanuts and the ones that had ate and didn't have the allergy the, the mom that did eat the peanuts um so a little bit of that thing builds this yeah, and he called it anti-fragility. So mm-hmm. it makes you not fragile, mm-hmm. because the idea is when you're over-compat, when you protect from the world, you make it fragile. Mm-hmm. That other one is like um, how like people are like microaggressions and and uh, what's the other one when you like tell someone you're about to say some you're about to talk about something bad trigger warnings trigger warnings uh, all, all that kind of stuff um, actually makes things worse. Like they've done studies that like trauma, someone who's like a woman that's been raped or something, like a trauma, um, it, it makes it worse to like, you know. Well, the um, word itself, warning. Not be, yeah, not to not say anything. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what people like get over, I remember watching a movie about a guy. Wait, what do you mean it makes it worse? Like the, the their trauma response is worse? It's people, worse, People yeah. are reacting to these things like it's trauma. No, that it makes the trauma worse. Okay. Right. They, they can't get over it because they never find what you what they need is a little bit of exposure therapy is what it's called. I was gonna say I saw this guy that was like afraid yeah, of, sure. of of feathers. This like mm. show about this guy, and it was like hilarious, you know. And the at first the person's like on the other side of the room, and they're like, "I have a feather in this envelope," and the guy's like <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. Have, have you seen the lady <laughs> with, with lady the olives? Uh, oh God, that's one of my favorite videos ever. Oh, uh, that's yeah. great. Oh, yeah, people with weird fears. But with this guy, what he did was yeah. the psychology psych- psychologist or whatever. He has it in an envelope. Then the envelope's on the other side of the room, and he's like, the feather's right here. And then he's like, the feather's right next to you. And then the feather's on your knee. And then he takes the feather out of the envelope. And it was like, a little bit, a little bit by time, he exposed the guy, and then he was okay with feathers by then, supposedly. That's what we do with our pets, right? When we train them, theoretically, we expose them to things, like say you need to put them in a carrier or a crate or put a leash on. Mm. Some people will go straight straight up and do it and some people put like the crate in the room leave it there for them to explore just see it and then some people will put something in the crate to get them to go to the crate mm-hmm. right know? right get comfortable with it it's right yeah yeah training yourself it is yeah yeah and it's training for strength is the idea mm-hmm. it's a part of it the strength thing the anti-fragility is a cool word because it's like more complex than just strength Mm-hmm. You know, um, but so, you know, so that really relates to what you're saying. Like, what is compassion? Is it compassionate to harm someone just enough that they get strong or whatever? That's that's the kind of a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So imagine yeah. how that sounds to people, though, who, you know, again, are so set in their belief of what compassion might be like, you know, do no harm, suffer together, these kinds of things. And they don't really realize that. You know, like when we're grappling, okay? Well, fuck, I'm suffering too. You know, I'm making you guys suffer, but I'm working. I'm, I'm working hard in there. You know, I've been there. We've all kind of suffered in that uh, type of uh, environment or else we're learning how to suffer it together. But they wouldn't even consider, that wouldn't even be in their wheelhouse of considering that being, you know, a position of compassion, right? Right. So this idea, it goes back to, at least for me, this idea that I keep finding more and more reasons why, um, you know, I dislike it. And that's this 
social justice idea, this idea of, you know, like trying to make everything with, you know, equality of outcome. And we all have this like need for more love and more, you know, compassion and more of these things when I think it exists, right? I think love exists. I think compassion exists. I don't think we need to put more of it out in the world. I think there's enough of it that's out there. What we need to do is create the receiver in which we can pull that stuff. And if you're soft as fuck, that means your pool of pulling that is going to be really limited, right? If you're harder, you're going to have a range from which you can, you know, work and which you can explore. And so, man, you know, I used to think that I was like kind of progressive and liberal. And now it's, you know, so far from the realm of where my thought process is, it's like bizarre to even think that those things can actually work. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I think we just established that right here, we could literally write down what we think compassion is. And I bet we would have four different versions of what that would be. And that's amongst people. Mine would be right. Yours would be right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the whole yeah, thing. And lies the but point of all of us. Yeah, everybody's. Um, I, I heard an interesting one. Um, Chloe Valdery, have you come across her at all? Uh-uh. She's uh, she has like a diversity training thing uh, that she calls the theory of enchantment. Mm-hmm. But she's like homies with Coleman Hughes and uh, um, like that that scene, mm-hmm. right? Um, and she's dope. She's actually dope. And she was on uh, she was on Jordan's podcast, and she talked about something called pathos, which mm-hmm. was like like an old Greek word about recognizing the suffering in other people, mm-hmm. right? Which is that seems like that's in that definition. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, like, you know, because most diversity training things, I don't know if you guys have, like, heard, you know, they, like, divide people into mm-hmm. different white people in this room and mm-hmm. black people in that room and all that kind of shit. And it, some people think it makes things worse. I would, I, I would assume that like it does. segregation. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why they would think <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and then so she's doing things. She finds that maybe that, 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 that that's a better approach, this thing called pathos. Like, if you recognize... Um, the suffering in someone else, that's what, again, it's kind of like an exposure therapy thing, but that's what um, can transcend, you know, demonizing and um, the tribalism and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know, it, it's that, uh, yeah, the recognition of a suffering of others. And then that's what's in art too, right? That's, she made the claim that like Western art is so um, good, it's so expressive. Mm-hmm of that you know everything or a lot of it has like that suffering person um, and it's in christianity that's the highest in some aspect that's the highest um i mean i think it points to the fact that that's what suffering does is it's like a it's like a sharpening it's like a a, a raising element even like so, a purifying element so you know? don't you think that that's kind of funny <laughs> being uh, elevated like at that level mm-hmm. um and there's so many like fucking self-proclaimed empaths 
You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. almost like a fad this stuff now is related. for people to be yeah, yeah, yeah. an empath. Yeah, people will come yeah. right. and see it. Uh, yeah, I'm an empath. Like, right. We were talking about that. And then I have met people. Like, Yeah, we talked about that. And yeah, Amanda, I, I think it is related. I think Amanda hit the nail on the head right. with that. was saying how many empaths are actually narcissists. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they use that like a cloak. And right. uh, yeah. I, since yeah. she said that, I can't say it any other way. Like, I, right. I think about people that have self-identified as empaths and I'm not going to name names, but my ex-girlfriend, my most recent <laughs> one, was uh, she was the one that always was on my case about not having enough empathy, and okay. which is like so funny because growing up, my grandma always told me how empathetic I was, and and uh, you know I never once in my life told anybody I'm an empath or I'm empathetic. Like that was something yeah. I heard from other people about me, but uh, hearing her, my ex, being like. Yeah, you just don't understand empathy the way that I do. You know, I just I'm, I I really understand empathy, and you just don't you just don't know what it means. And I was just like, mm, yeah. and then and when I was in therapy, my therapist had told me just from things I told her about my my girlfriend that uh, that she was like, oh, she sounds like a narcissist. These are all <laughs> these, yeah. these are all the markers. What What do you think? Uh, why do you think that is? Like, why Why would people want to identify as like? feeling other people and then why is that related to narcissism because it's like some special trait somehow you're more connected than everybody else Mm -hmm. you understand people better than everybody else Mm -hmm. so then you have this moral high ground to tell people how they should be treating others Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you understand people better because you're an empath so Mm -hmm. so now you have the right to tell people like you shouldn't treat them that way you shouldn't say that thing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i know because i understand empathy don't you think it's weird yeah yeah Don't you think it's weird that um, it's typically attached to the more negative side of the emotional spectrum, though, that they attach to, you know, somebody who's been wounded or somebody who's, you know, been traumatized. They attach to those things. Mm -hmm. Right. But how many empaths, you know, at least the ones that Mm. have told me they're empathic, Mm. attached to people's happiness and joy. Mm. It's. You know what I'm saying? If it's just empathic, if you're just Mm -hmm. feeling the other person's feelings, why is it only those feelings all the time? And wouldn't you want to attach to that? (laughs) Especially if you're a a conduit, right? If you're a conduit, wouldn't you want to attach to the more positive side of things because then more people would receive that? It's because we recognize what we feel, and if those people are narcissistic, then they Mm -hmm. probably have some sort of lingering depression due to Mm -hmm. their actual Mm -hmm. disconnection from the world. Mm -hmm. And so so they, they, Mm -hmm. their, their vision of empathy is that they can connect with this depressed feeling or this kind of lost hole or whatever when they see it in others i know this because when i was depressed i used to be able to be i used to be able to spot it from the other side of the room like Mm -hmm. i would see people and i would go oh that person's having a fucking rough day and so sometimes i would just walk over and just talk to them and you know you see their emotions start to change a little bit and uh but i i I had a knack for that where and i think that's when people used to tell me i was empathic a lot i was like no i'm not empathic like i'm i'm just i'm in a shit place in my mind mentally right now and I can see that somebody else is on the same wavelength it's mm-hmm. the same thing when you're having a great day and you might look over in traffic somebody else is having a great day and you see them nodding their head in the car all of a sudden the two of you fucking beeline and you make yeah. eye contact and it's yeah. like hey what's up man hey how you doing and go about your day it's that same sort of thing it's just you we have this tendency to tap into the frequency that others are on based on where our frequency lies at any 
given moment. And mm-hmm. uh, to me, that's all empathy really is, is just we're, you're, you're, we're just tapped into that same frequency. And, um, yeah, I don't, yep. I don't know. So do you think it would be as, like, on that, with what you're saying, one of the things that you said was, like, um, kind of adding depression in there. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about this and it's to suffer together, right, compassion, mm. why would I want to willingly suffer at that level and know what that feels like? You know what I'm saying? It's like I can imagine that meth has some attractive feelings to it. I don't want to fucking do meth because I don't want to get into that feeling. So if you're depressed, right? Why do I want to suffer at that depression level? One, I can't help you if we're both fucking depressed. That's no benefit. That's just two fucking people that are depressed. And then the third one's going to come along and the fourth one's going to come along and you're going to have this depressed you know, community. So what if I say, well, I, yeah, I choose not to suffer with you. I'm not going to show you that level of compassion, but this level of compassion, the Cobra Kai level that we practice Mm -hmm. is, you know, a little bit more uppity. We're not going to fucking spend times in the dump. You know, you're going to do things different. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong or better than the other. I'm just saying that Man, there's many ways to look at this and, you know, these ideas that to be able to suffer with you is kind of like, you know, I mean. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I could see, I see what you're saying. And I agree that, mm-hmm. you know, you can spread negative vibes, you know. But, you know, the suffering together makes me think, like, what's hard about this conversation is we feel almost obligated to push back against the negative aspects that compassion is having in the world mm-hmm. right now. But it's also there for a reason as like a high thing, again, because I think when we get so caught up in life that we're only just thinking about ourselves, Mm -hmm. that's why. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise we're fucking selfish. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why. That's that's why you have to like suffer with others. The opposite of that is, you know, um, essentially selfishness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I I, I would argue that we're not Mm -hmm. pushing back at compassion or saying that it's causing problems in the world I think the perception of compassion is what's causing problems in the world is that yeah, because people I feel like the compassion that you were talking about is not quite compassion I think that's uh, for me compassion and like you said we all have different perspectives or mm-hmm. definitions of them to me compassion is even you might want to or you can tap into whatever that person mm-hmm. is experiencing, but you're still not making that your problem. You're not making that, uh, you can try to help them and that might help you or that might help the next person, um, <clears throat> but in a way that doesn't make it your problem. However, you can, like you're, you're helping people mm-hmm. still. You're not. Are you? Yeah, huh? I think you would. How? If you go to their level, let's say... No, I'm saying you could tap in. Well, if you don't know what they're mm-hmm. feeling, then you might not know. You just have to have a more controlled um, approach to it. Mm-hmm. They are in it to the point where they can't see outside of that. You, mm-hmm. you right now are outside of it. You can see you're outside of it. 
you decide to tap into it enough just to get an idea of what they're feeling because otherwise how do you know how to help them because even the whole idea of helping people is but do you do you think that like um do you think making yourself sick to prevent sickness is the right way. I'm not saying it That's is or isn't. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to make yourself feel I'm sick. I'm not saying but to, to, but like, okay, so then, to, to so, uh, empathically so, feel right. for someone else and so have then, to have a desire So then this is, this is kind of where I'm going with this. Because if we look at on record right now, if we look at on record, right, and we say that we are a more compassionate society than we've ever been. We are. That's fucking just the facts. But look at how sick it's making people. People are hugely overweight. Okay, you're storing shit in you, right? People are on fucking huge amounts of antidepressants. There's been a huge uptake in suicides. And so I think that the solutions, it's kind of what you said just a minute ago. And I think this is where people's mindset could maybe just change for a moment to see if it's right for them. But you had said the opposite of compassion is selfishness. Okay, maybe. But to me, that's the solution to the problem. Because if you're selfish for a while, let's say that I'm on this mission to get in shape. And my whole purpose to get in shape is I envision going down to fucking Brazil on the beach and fucking just killing it with chicks right i see myself banging this chick and that chick and whatever who cares what the process is right but that's total selfishness on my part but let's say boom i start to do it right let's say man i get to this point where i fucking made it to what my goals were and i got myself fucking i come back and i got a, i'm a champion i got tattoos for every but Okay, how many <laughs> champions can I help, right? How many other potential champions out there that are like, fuck, man, if Eric got in shape, I could get in shape. And I can follow that success that only came from temporary selfishness. Now, are there people that are just selfish and selfish? Yeah, but they're fucking assholes. There's always going to be that. We don't want to take that away from it. We want those people to be there. Be a selfish asshole. But a lot of people would be, I think, good or better if self-improvement was part of their life. And the fact of the matter is self-improvement has to come with from within. It can't come from external. Self-improvement isn't me wanting you to have more options. Doesn't improve me in any way, shape, or form because I'm in no ability to even decide what those options might be because I got no skills. But when I develop me and I get myself to a point, I think selfishness then starts to because of human nature. I think in a lot of re, you know respects, we have a goodness to us. I think we have a badness to us or an evilness to us. But you start to do more with that than just wanting things to be different. Because when someone says to me, we need a kinder and gentler world, I look at it and I'm like, oh, the only thing that you want to do is fucking like 
persecute people because that means that mm-hmm. people have to fit those guidelines. In my mind, I'm thinking... It's Ooh. weird how it ends yeah. up there. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I had this... I was, I, there was one thing I brought this... I got a, Brazi- uh, a friend, a Facebook friend. He's a, an artist from Brazil. And he says out there they have these two words. They say, they say well-meaning hate. Mm-hmm. And they say good people's hate. So, like, if there's, like, a super right-wing guy or whatever, like, he said recently some right-wing guy died. Mm-hmm. And, there's you know, there's been this whole uproar about it. And, and the idea is that these they, they that you should hate this, you know, someone that's using hate, you know, or doing bad things, you should do worse things than them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to control that person, you know what I mean? And you're, but you're doing it out of caring because it's like a good person thing, you know, good people's hate. Um, so, you know, I think, I think, you know, this is what I've been thinking a lot, like at the bottom level is that there's two sides of all of these coins, Mm -hmm. you know, and they go really high up and really low down. Mm -hmm. So the other side of compact, like, cause to me, you know, personally, just if I think of like an archetype of, um, I don't, you know, I don't know how to put this, but like the, the Christ archetype is some aspect of selfless and Mm self-sacrificing. So this is a highest thing, right? Um, But at the same time, you know, like you were saying how when the empathetic person uses that, like you're saying, to control people, Mm -hmm. right? So so they're using it in this like dark element, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you have to be nice. You know, they they are completely intolerant of someone who's not tolerant to something that they think is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They create a guilt so that they have to sacrifice something that they Mm. believe in Mm. to appease. That's right. Yeah. So there's like some weird contradiction. But you get to be the opposite, though, Mm. of the Christ figure. That's the thing. Because if you look at the Christ. But it is Antichrist. Yeah. And I think that's like accurate because it's like. Because you're like using the same thing. You know what I mean? You're like using the exact same. And you know, there's weird stories like that the Antichrist, when he comes, I think this is a Catholic thing. I heard this once. Was, this uh, is where my brain just went. Is that right? Okay. Um, yeah. That when, when the Antichrist comes, he, he'll solve a lot of problems mm-hmm. if it's a he, it. I mean, I think it's probably it. more accurate to say it, but as a story, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, it will solve all these problems. And so you got things like that nowadays, like. I don't, I don't know how far we want to go into that stuff, but how about climate crisis stuff? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this desire to save and to care about the earth could at the same time like destroy like first world countries because the one thing they need is to get out of poverty to be able to like, you know, and that actually makes worse, you know, they're worse for the uh, uh, ecologically. Mm-hmm. So it actually makes the world worse by doing that too. So it's like, and then, and then, oh yeah, the other aspect that's like antichrist is the fact that it's, it's like pride. It's all from pride, right? So, like Lucifer was like, hey, you know, why you, why you think the humans are so good? Look at me, I'm the fucking shining one or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, you know, that's part of why he got cast out was because of pride. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever that's we what like this whole fucking movement, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, be proud, be yeah, loud and proud. Right? Yeah. And then they wanna. They want to make the world in their image. Oh, dude. So it's like idol worship. Everything is like, what do I want to be? What do I want to work? Mm-hmm. You know, what Have do you I seen think? the clips me, of the, me, me. The, the people uh, like have been uh, 
I follow this page called Slightly Offensive, and then there's a girl on there that's uh, she's got her own podcast. Her name's like Sa- uh, Savannah something. I can't think of the last name, but they they curate a lot of videos from TikTok and uh, uh, wherever they can find it. Really, of of, of these super you know um, super extreme left like the 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 20 some pronoun type people Mm -hmm. but they they've shared several now where people are identifying as demons um and they have demon pronouns demon self yeah Yeah. demon self uh (laughs) king self queen self Uh, some of them are calling themselves royal um and then there's clown pronouns which was the most absurd ones i've heard and there it's uh yeah i I, clown self is doing clown things today and it's it's fucking crazy but the the shit that's tripping me out is that there's people on there that are very clearly having multiple personality disorder tiktok yeah and some of them are talking about being inhabited by 60 to 80 different personalities which is like (laughs) is is this possession or is this fucking schizophrenia like what's what's really going on here and how is it compassionate to to celebrate this person like should we not be you know 20 (laughs) years ago this person would have been it's funny how it's like it's all about like entertainment catching our attention yeah mental illness is fascinating it is fascinating right so when you see this crazy person on a video it just like keeps you there you know Mm -hmm. like what's up with this person yeah (laughs) Yeah. but But it's kind of like what you were saying earlier where people are just questioning their reality so much so that i mean so that they can break away from the patterns you were saying like why this why mm-hmm. that right, right, right. Um, yeah they want to like remold the world because they think the world is inherently wrong and bad you know there's like there's something because anything that's not free you know you know i, I should be able to do what i want be who i want to be you know and yet those like same people are the ones that are so pro-vax mandate right, right now and want to control everybody that's the weird thing about it it's like you know james Lindsay talks about this like kind of thing in the back in day leftist you know literature I, I don't remember from who it was but it was like um ah man what was it called it was like it was this idea that you intentionally are tolerant yeah something tolerance you're only tolerant to leftist ideas. You're super tolerant on purpose, right? So there is this like in, ingrained um, intolerance for some things. You know, they act like it's like, oh, you know, we should be able to do whatever we want, but it's really like we should be able to do only these things, mm-hmm. you know, um, repressed tolerance. So you repress some things and you tolerate other things. So it's like, it's in there, even though they think it's all tolerance, yeah. I don't know. It's like a religion, just like compassion. <clears throat> like when you were reading the definition of it, compassion is helping and giving. Compassion is listening and being patient. Compassion is response to suffering. It's like what you would read, you know, or hear about in a religious environment. You're behaving mm-hmm. a specific way, following a specific etiquette to fulfill whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and, and I'm liking this idea. That I heard this one too recently. Like, the world's just speak. Some people are saying that the world's like becoming religious again, mm-hmm. meaning both that like people are like turning back towards tradition and politics is religious as fuck. Mm-hmm. And so is like, 
all this weird ideological technology shit. is kind of it like is a, it is i think it's like moving that but that's science of it but so there's google's yeah. creating the gospel right now Right, 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 yeah, yeah. That's the oracle. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you go. What? What do I need to know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the technology aspect is interesting, too, because it's like this whole, like, wanting to be free from all uh, restrictions of nature. Where can you get that more? But, like, some kind of metaverse concept, right? So it's like, of course that stuff's going to be, like, accepted because it's, like, uh, even more so... Um, destroying all barriers of who I can be, you know, mm-hmm. what I can do. I don't know. It's, it's somehow in the same vein, in the same yeah. line. So why do we reject what we had no control over? Because you're being mm. born into mm. this world. You're being born into this body. You didn't get to choose your body. You didn't mm. get to choose the world you were born in. Yeah. It's because it's... I, the I, people you're surrounded by. I think it's about control. I think that's that's the thing. It's like the need to control, like... Um, I, I was reading this one guy was saying he was he was offering all these different ways of knowing um, and that like scientific reasonable rational is only like one way propositional knowing is like one way of knowing um, but there, there's these other ways but the reason we've overemphasized you could say science and, and that type of knowing is because we control the world with it mm-hmm. right we you know heat our house have cars you know it's like we you know we don't starve anymore we instead we're fat so so because it gives us control of our environment and so it's seductive um and uh i I mean interestingly this article i read this morning he was he was saying he was making the the same line between that that's what like magic used to be or is so like crowley defined magic is like using your will to like influence the world so anytime anybody does like this is like a cult shit you know like <laughs> without will should be the Just whole like the law there you go. so long as thou will does not impose on the will of others okay i don't know if he put that second part on there yeah yeah it's, okay. in, the, it's uh-huh. in the law of the universe okay it's a little red book uh-huh. All right. um but so they're the same thing they're both control of the world through your own will um, and there again lies that that um, uh, the danger of pride, because if you like control everything, uh, all of a sudden you're just going to make the world yourself, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe that's where the selfless aspect comes in, something like that. Like, or or maybe it's to to have something higher than yourself. Like you have to have something higher than yourself, otherwise you are like king of the universe. Well, you got to go through that though. <laughs> or you first, think you though, I think that's the problem. Is that Again, you got to be selfish for a bit, especially us as Americans, right? You know, for whatever good, bad, right or wrong, we get a choice that a lot of the world doesn't get. And, you know, I think that we can do a lot of positive things with that or we can do what people are wanting to do right now and destroy our ability to have those choices. But a lot of the rest of the world doesn't have those choices. They can look and say, well, do we want to be like them or do we like having the idea of having these different choices? Um, fuck. I got mm. pretty mm. lost on that. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I can vibe on it. Like, I mean, uh, you know, so one, you know, one thing people have a problem with is just like culture, right? Like our culture says you have to, it's like good to be this way. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's good to have these like, you know, male and feminine roles, for instance, um, and that there's like order, right, and tradition and and just like a culture limits people, Mm -hmm. right? And then again, this 
other current has a problem with anything that's limiting, right? And and it it sees that as oppressive, right? Other, the the by creating oppression around it mm-hmm. that against anything that right doesn't and as a acknowledge res- or enter that mode because yeah. that's the thing if you accept the transgender swim, you know like issue that's going on mm-hmm. if you say well okay i accept that <clears throat> males should be competing in female sports then <laughs> what you're saying is but we can't accept females being competitive in those sports really anymore yeah. because there's a reality i mean you could pretend and say well yeah mm-hmm. but there will really right. be a point where That's females right. won't That's have right. any so again it's say like in it's, it's some weird um fight against reality yeah. it's almost like you know they just don't want the reality and that leads me back to like you know uh, solzhenitsyn and that like living in the lie thing mm-hmm. i've been thinking a lot about that like why would anybody how could you get there to where like the the orwell thing where you know it's like the two plus two equals five Mm -hmm. how there's some ways in which that happens to cultures and they all say this that it does or whatever you know you know right now right (laughs) this is the way this is the way (laughs) that's like so it's just like everybody everybody thinks two plus two is five right 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 it is it's saying that right like to say to say to say that a biological male is a woman yeah. Is a pretty similar thing. Did you see the clip with Matt Walsh on Dr. Phil? I did, Hill? I did. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's crazy is that yeah. that guy was the number one selling LGBTQ That I can't even believe it, that that book. book. <laughs> a, a children's book. It was right. a children's but book. It's, but it's like, an, it's like a, it's, it's supposed to be de-brainwashing. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's clearly yeah. saying how ridiculous it is, Ugh, and he's really? mocking it all, but the, the LGBTQ c- community, uh-huh. they fell for the trick, and they fucking mm-hmm. propped him up, and then when they realized everybody had this meltdown, and they're like, shit. Oh, like, okay, I guess I didn't know us. that. Uh, yeah, he... Okay. he so, so he, he wrote a book like he's he I'm a walrus or something like yeah, that. Isn't he, that called, he purposely marketed like it towards LGBTQ because he knew mm. you know this all this transgender stuff was happening in schools, and all these teachers and parents all got excited about it. Mm. They were like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna put this on my shelves for the kids." Mm. And then when they realized he was working for like the Daily Wire and all these other oh, groups, wow. they all fucking had a. a complete conniption mm. fan they're like what the fuck and but they couldn't even say anything because he's got the screenshot of the number one best-selling right. lgbtq book in america mm. so he just yeah. was going around telling i wonder what it. like the message is in it does he like try to like or does he like or two he weeks like, ago i read oh, that you, okay. not not the book i just right, read like the, the summary PDF of it yeah mm-hmm. but i i can't remember for it's the cool. life of me at this point but yeah the clip on on dr yeah what was interesting about the clip to me like because i don't know yeah whatever about him but um the he asked there's two trans people yeah, on there like a couple mm-hmm, yeah. right and he asked them what is a woman mm-hmm. and they and he's like so he he made the like the claim that all this comes from the fact that that you can't make definitions you can't even define what a woman is and so he asks them and they're like well we we can't you know we don't know nobody knows right <laughs> so it like again yeah but yet they categorize themselves as one or the other or whatever 
Or are they? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. like you know, They're you could be. I know it's not always you know. binary. I, I right. there's a lot of fluidity and right so so stuff, so but, but that's what happens so it's like still defining something. yeah exactly yeah. yeah well I mean there's obvious contradictions because <laughs> so, a lot of times when people go trans they well, look like the opposite sex obvious. they like they overdo <laughs> everything they get big tits and or on the other side the guy you know they want to be like buff and have a beard you know they like they say that there's no such thing as gender yet they purposefully like act out the, the, the gen- other gender right yeah. so there's contradictions but but the idea that like there's something about how when you try to accept fluidity in some of these ideas, all of a sudden you destroy concepts. Then that's that thing, that inclusive thing again. Like inclusivity destroys things. All of a sudden there's no woman. That doesn't even mean anything. And and that was that, they just like, it proved it right there. Mm -hmm. Like someone inside of that way of thinking, woman means zero. It's not even a word anymore. No more word, no more woman. Like it destroyed it. And you wouldn't think that. You're like, oh, you, let's just be nice. You know, it would suck to be someone who had like the Kleinfelder and you have like two things and nobody can tell if you're you know, a guy or a girl or whatever. And you're like in the middle. It would suck. I do have compassion for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like and, and society doesn't. All the roles aren't like that. Every, you know, you read books. All the books are a guy and a girl. You know, man, that does kind of suck. Like you don't see yourself in movies. You know what I mean? Like there, there's total truth to that being like a hard marginal thing, but where does it lead once you do inclusion? Again, is the highest thing because we should include. But we've all. But, but once it's like the highest thing, got yeah, that, though. I mean, you okay. could be just mm. fucking ugly, okay, and you got the short end of the stick. You're, mm. If you're just this fucking. Mm-hmm. ugly fucking dude man i mean <laughs> you know what i'm saying right, right, right. it's the, it's the same woes as right. that person you, you're you gonna don't have, have some pre- you don't you're have, gonna you don't have, have some you know things what if you grow up in a fucking you know inner city i mean you right. got some things fuck growing up yep. where i grew up in right. softville that's what created this whole woke bullshit mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and there's you, always you there's this thing about things. the normal thing though mm-hmm. i think it's a lot of it's like we have cultures and there's some shared thing mm-hmm. and there's always going to be people outside of that shared thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, if, like you know, I, I think, I think like Harvard's a perfect example of this right now mm. with uh, their inclusivity program, building diversity. And they were so Not letting in Chinese or Asian people, that thing. Well, they were, they were trying, it's <laughs> trying the to like up their level of they black have have higher students, right. Hispanic mm. students. And most of that was for grants. Let's face it. They get a certain, Mm. amount of money if they hit a certain point of that mm. um, so like incentive. Oh, interesting, and, yeah. and a couple months ago they came out and said we are now identifying asian students as white <laughs> so they just you and just think, decided yeah. an entire culture <laughs> is now something else but, I mean, for this them. has happened before <laughs> well, like, well now they're facing a lawsuit people were not considered white and now they're just white it, yes yeah, yeah. yes it's yeah. the same thing yeah, that's, that's right that's yeah. a really good point yeah, Italians yeah, yeah, yeah. when they first came here yeah. uh, and others mm-hmm. but yeah Irish were slaves for quite some time when they came right. here yeah. and then whatever that'll happen in Germany yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people were either not that white or no. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, but mm. yeah. So I just want to add a little thing here. Yeah. At, at the end of yeah, we're at an hour and a half right here. Anyway, um, I just want to say I don't think compassion is enabling somebody to continue doing what they are doing. That is. Uh, and I don't think you need it. It's kind of like when you said, you know, you never have a da- bad day mm-hmm. or like exposing yourself to something. 
um, to like train yourself to get better at it. Like when I say you're tapping into what that person is feeling, I'm not saying necessarily you have to like go all in or you have you just have to recognize what they're doing or how they're feeling and then help them to you know get better now i don't want to make it like when i used to go but to why do you therapy, have to recognize what to. they're feeling can, you don't can have I, to can I, can I just I, want to finish saying one thing yeah. like when i used to go to <laughs> therapy um my therapist said that i had to have more compassion with myself mm-hmm. as opposed to like towards other people mm-hmm. because i cannot help them put the pieces back together or hold them at least mm-hmm. i might be able to help them to put them together depending right i don't want to sacrifice all of my being mm-hmm. for somebody or all of my you could call it selfishness mm-hmm. <laughs> for someone because i do agree you need to be able to have you have to stand on something before mm-hmm. you can do anything for yourself or for others mm-hmm. Um, so she was saying you can, you could go as far as helping them find and put the pieces together, but you cannot hold the pieces for that person. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but is it your job to do that? And that's where it starts to become, I don't think it's a choice like weaponized compassion right because that's what they're making it is other people's jobs to do that because here's the thing that i would argue and again i'm just coming from a position but i don't think that's saying it's compassion i mean that's forced compassion when it's forced compassion then there's a problem but but i'm saying like even attaching to someone's feelings so let's say someone's coming to me and they want to get in shape okay let's just say that's what they tell me above anything else. They're like, I really want to get in shape. But then they start missing because of the kids and they start blaming it on the kids. And so what that means is that I've got to feel for them because they've got a kid problem. And then Joe fucking Snuffy over here has another problem. And then this person has another problem. And so then it's like, how many problems do I've got to feel for because everybody's got a fucking problem? Or do we say, you know what? I get it. You got fucking problems. But that okay. in itself. I got problems. you saying I get it, though you're recognizing it. Right. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying dive into what they're feeling like or have but a I mean, bad couldn't day that because be somebody's like a preemptive a bad thing. Day. I got an analogy for this. I got an analogy. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> this came from what you're saying. Is is because the way I see it, and the, like from the perspective of somebody when I was, you know, heavily depressed in my late teens, um, <clears throat> I used to look at it, and I, maybe not in this exact way, but in some level, it's like seeing somebody in the middle of a big lake and um, they're drowning, you know, and it's like you might be at the shore. And there's multiple ways to maybe help that person from drowning. The least effective is if you don't know how to swim, the least effective way is going to be trying to swim out and pull that person out, right? Right. Because now you're both drowning. Two of you drowning. Exactly. But if you know how to swim, maybe, maybe the best you can do is swim out and try to grab that person. That's where I used to look at it. It was like I'm. 
I don't have the boat. I don't have the but buoy. I don't have the rope. Do so? No, apparently it's no. not your job. It's not my job. It's definitely not my job. Yeah. But if I'm walking by and I have the time and I also have the capability, I might. I'm, I'm definitely gonna gonna try to swim out and help that person. Now, if they don't grab my hand when I go out there, I'm not gonna sit there and keep trying to pull, pull them you out. Under? That that's so that you know what I'm saying. I that, mean, that's that's that, a giant that's risk. That's the whole thing, though. We got to look at those types of things because yeah that's what's happening in my opinion with the compassion is that the swim scenario they're pulling people under though For it's sure. not this like i'm swimming out there to help it's like you're swimming out there to be fucking okay so chum. what would you do then to show what would well, your version of compassion so in that okay so be? here's here's what my version of compassion would be in this scenario and then I just wanted to finish the yeah, thought real quick was because you were saying from your perspective with this, you know, with like this place, like I can't you can't help everybody with their problems, right. which is absolutely true. The, 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 the way I see it is this is the boat like you have the boat, but you can't. It's not going to make sense if six people are around the boat and they're all struggling to stay above water for you to try to jump in and save each person. The last person's it's first of all, it's going to exhaust you. Mm-hmm. There's the risk of you getting pulled under and then nobody gets saved. It's so the, the thing that makes the most sense is you throw six ropes out and those people have to fucking grab the rope and pull themselves back on. Like I think that's part of it I, for sure. Yeah. But I would go even one step further and say, Maybe we teach people to fucking swim or we teach them to not walk out on the fucking ice if they don't know how to swim. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you don't have those skills. So don't go fucking tempting fate because then that pulls somebody else in to rescue you. And if we understand that those are our places. So how do you teach people to swim? You teach them to be fucking tough. And that's where what I was thinking is that when you teach people how to be strong then the tolerance for kindness in a gentler society, if this is what we agreed, everybody agreed at this table was kindest and you know gentler society, but then we said, let's make ourselves as fucking strong as we're capable of doing given our resources and things like that, that could bring this way up to here. We might be able to tolerate a lot more. We might be able to tolerate, fuck man, I got my ass kicked in class the other day I'm broke until tomorrow. I can't really eat until tomorrow, so I can suck it up for a day, right? You can tolerate things a little bit more. You can tolerate things a little bit colder, a little bit harder, a little bit leaner, you know? And then the world doesn't have to be so kind and gentle. It can just be that there's kindness and gentleness out there. Can you receive it? If you can't receive it, you shouldn't bring everybody else down to the level at which you can receive it. And so if there's six people drowning in that fucking lake and none of them learned how to swim, we'll tell you what, probably four of them are going to drown. It's just the way it is. You can only rescue so many people. Again, if they knew how to swim, then you pull that person in right away because you know that person's an asset. And now you can save three or four people and only two drowned. Right. So those are the things that we'd have to look at and we'd have to be a little bit methodical on how we approach that situation. And if you can build people up, you got more options and that person just quantify or, you know, like quantifiably like doubled and tripled and going out from there. So wouldn't you say you're bringing people up through your jujitsu and martial arts teachings, right? 
What I'm doing, yes. I think from providing an environment, for but sure. But also you but train with these people. I train with them. But look what look That's at our situation so suffers with the them. other, yeah, the other day. Yeah, and so what that I'm trying compassion. to say is, exactly what I'm trying to say is, people try to, sometimes there's flying, deadly, deadly flying elbows. And you're risking, it's <laughs> like going out, it's like going out. To save that person. But I know how, how to, how to swim, swim when it comes to that. Right. I know how to swim through but a fucking elbow still, spiking at my <laughs> face with intention to fucking mar the last saying, little bit well, of what if they bring you under? You don't always know that. It could happen in a completely different, like, it could be an extra deadly elbow, okay? And, but you're still taking that risk because you're still practicing compassion by teaching people or building people up mm-hmm. through martial arts. But it becomes a choice though, yeah. right? It becomes a choice. Of and course. that's where I think I agree the problem is with this compassion, you know, issue right now is that you don't have a choice. If I don't think If you honestly, don't have a choice then it's yeah, weaponized compassion. Correct. And that's what I think, I think our compassion is. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I would argue that you were actually teaching people to swim every day and that you were in the water with them when you're here. Like that's that's really what this is you know mm-hmm. we're, we're all learning how to swim to some degree and um mm-hmm. yeah. and you're perfecting your swimming every single day correct yeah. <laughs> awesome all right word word we're don't out. forget to like and subscribe um on youtube uh you can also follow us on instagram on ascent for 20 colorado you can check out some more work um on ascent colorado what is it? Ascent for 20 Collective and Ascent for 20 um, Photography.